have to give. That's the Bible in a nutshell. One of the problems that we have as a generation, we want to receive without giving. But the Bible says in Genesis 8, 22, as long as the earth remains, there will be two seasons, seed time and what else? Harvest. So an average farmer knows you don't expect harvest when you put nothing on the ground. One of my members, his name is Pete. You know, many of you know Pete. He lives in Pender, Louisiana. And he called me one time and said, Pastor, I have an emergency. He's a farmer, you know. I said, okay, calm down. There's nothing God cannot solve. And he planted a bunch of seed, rice. Bless God, uh, some bug, some bad thing come and destroy it all. So he lost everything. And he was asking me about seed time. He said, I thought you told me if I put seed in the ground, what I would get is harvest. And then he said he called LSU. Ag. He said they're one of the best in the world. And he said they cannot even find out what kind of bug has invaded his, his land. So he said, what do I do now? I said, besides just having seed in the ground, this is the problem with many Christians. You have to do more than just put seed in the ground. I don't want you to just be giving and not receiving. One of the things that God is interested in is that you live holy. Are you listening to me? God will not put his blessing in the hand of a fool. That would be a waste. That bucket will eventually leak. So let me encourage you. I'm saying two things. Number one, do your best to live right. Say amen to that. Number two, make sure that you include giving. Because in order to receive, you got to give. You never hear anything else I have to say. If you include those two things in your life, you can only go one place. Oh. The Lord said you are designed to be more than conqueror. You are never meant to be struggling. You are not at the mercy of any government. The government works for you, not the other way. How do you become more than conqueror? There are three kinds of people on earth. And you have to evaluate yourself to let me know 
where you stand, where you belong. There are some people who are less than conquerors. And then there are some people who are conquerors. And there are some people who are more than conquerors. What I'm preparing you for in this community is for you to be more than conquerors. When Joshua went to fight a little town called Ahai and got his behind kicked, he was less than a conqueror. You know why? He went there without God. That's the problem with many of you in the church. You try to make it without God. But it's not by might. It's not by power. It is the Spirit of God. God said it is so. He said, without me, you don't stand a chance. Not with your career, not with your business, not with your ministry, not with your pursuit. Only God can breathe life into a valley of dead bones. Are you all still here? He was less than a conqueror. He got his behind kicked. On the flip side, you see people like David when he faced Goliath. He reminded everybody. He said, I am a conqueror. He said, look at the record. I faced the lion. I whoop his behind. I faced the bear. I whoop his behind. Anybody that mess with me, I take their behind. He said, I am a conqueror. You know why? He told you, he said, the Lord delivered me. See? And then he said to the Goliath, he said, the same way God delivered me from lions and beer, that same God will help me to, to get rid of this monster. That's somebody who is a conqueror. Stop trying to do things on your own. The world is so messed up. You need God. I need God. I cannot even function. 24 hours without God. Tell your neighbor I got it. But there is a place for people who are more than conquerors. These are people, they don't even have to fight anybody. God fights their battle. So when I ask you to give, check this out. See, Bible talks about grain of mustard seed goes to the ground. You don't have to worry about how it will grow up. The Lord himself steps in and water your seed and sugar your tea and, <laughs> and bless your bread. Sweatless victory. That is God's plan for you. The only person that can stop it 
is you. The ushers will come. They're going to do their thing. The choir will minister to you. They'll pass a plague. Some of you, you, you watch the plague with your eyes. And you never sow any seed. Well, let me say this and I shall. Don't be jealous of some of us who have learned the principle of sowing and reaping. Because you look at us today, in a few years, you're going to see some miracles, uncommon miracles in our lives. Because God is faithful to his word. I'll see you at the top. Make up your mind. You don't need to join the rat race. Make up your mind you're going to the top. That's where you belong. How you know, Rev? The Bible says you are a city. Said where? That's, that's the top. You're not supposed to. <laughs> I was on my road this weekend. Everywhere I go. God is my witness. People are stopping me. Right and left. Hey, you the man. God used you to bless me. Hey, you the man. You don't need to be ordinary. You are anointed. You are appointed. Take your place in Christ. There's plenty of space at the top. And you belong there. All minds clear? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Grass will wither, flowers will fade, but your word will stand forever. I thank you for revelation knowledge. I pray for this congregation. Open the eyes of our understanding, O oh God. Help us to live our purpose, our destiny. We decree and declare today by faith our struggling days are over. Wealth and riches. They're not in the hand of the government. They're in our homes. You said it, we believe it. We receive it by faith. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. The ushers are coming. Choir will sing. Let's walk in obedience. Let's give.
take some time to say thank you to our choir for their ministry. We appreciate you. We are grateful for your faithfulness. And that brother on the base, you are kicking. Yes, sir. We are so grateful, grateful, grateful. That is what it's all about. I have to remind myself I was in church. I almost go back to my <laughs> praise the Lord. Uh, we have a very special guest here with us today. I want to introduce him to you. Before I do that, please permit me to mention on May the 20th, we're going to have what we call a basketball camp for our young people. Uh, we want to make sure throughout this summer we have something going on for our young people. So you don't have to go across the rail track. We are blessed here. We can go anywhere we, we want to go. We have a boss paid in full. Amen. Half a million dollars. We don't have to beg. We don't have to wait on nobody. So our young people, they are traveling this summer. Amen. The choir is going to Las Vegas. Amen. So we're going to be having fun. That's the will of God for us. And there's nothing wrong to have fun. Amen. God loves it when you are happy. So mark your calendar May the 20th. We are in collaboration with an organization called Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So bring your children here in the morning. They will register at 8 a.m. And they'll be here all day. Your child don't even need to know how to play basketball. I know I don't. But I'm coming. <laughs> Amen. So let's just have time of fellowship. Let's keep the kids off the street. And let's teach them the word of God. So please mark your calendar. I guess this morning, ladies and gentlemen, is one of our brothers by the name Sean Wilson. Remember that name. Sean Wilson. He's one of us. And you know I, how I stand on that. Every time I tell you, don't miss opportunity to bless your people. You refuse, you pay for it. I've, I've, I've done it for 27 years. So you can be playing all these dumb politics if you want to. But you got to look out for your people. Are you listening to me? Because I said it. I'm free. <laughs> I got a day job. <laughs> Hallelujah. Brother Sean Wilson is running to be our next governor. Amen. 
right? Amen. And the president of our state Baptist convention, uh, Reverend Dixon, he talks to me every week, you know, and he told me about it, all right? And I told the president, I said, I never met the man. He wants to be blessed in Central Louisiana. He better find his way <laughs> to the hill. And sure enough, this morning I look over Jordan. What did I see? <laughs> you know, I'm a very simple pastor. That's why the Lord blessed me. It takes. He used foolish things. <laughs> Only God can take somebody from the jungle and make him a star. <laughs> and not only did Mr. Wilson showed up this morning to worship with us, I noticed he come with some entourage of all of our local leaders here. I see state representative Labrador here. I see uh, Brother Overton, our police juro here, amen. I see our own Herbert Dixon in the house, and I never see Herbert Dixon sit way over there. So I knew either Jesus is in town or the rapture is taking place. You know, Herbert is one of our members here usually, but we are so glad. The fact that you have all these dignified people with you tells me you're all right. Amen. Amen. Will you please help me welcome brother Sean Wilson. Will you please stand? Come on. Come on. Make him feel welcome now. Get to know him. Yeah. Hug him and kiss him. Put some makeup on him. Make it know that we're going to do everything we can to help. We love you and we wish you well. Amen. Let's all walk around and say hello to one another. Just, just find somebody. Say good morning. Love on them. What a fellowship. What a joint divine. After this, we will have the announcement.
Good morning, Zion Hill family and friends. Thank you for tuning in and worshiping with us today. Before we get into this morning's message, here are a few quick announcements for the week. Um, so how I feel about what I said to the young ladies, I feel like it's going to really benefit them in their daily lives only because um, God is the only right answer that anyone could ever, you know, give to someone. Um, so everything that I said, I really do hope that it, you know, went through their minds and their hearts that they are enough to do God's work. I'm here today because um, my mother is a member of the prep ministry and one of the ladies asked if I would come and speak to the girls, give them words of encouragement and share with them how important it is to have a relationship with our Jesus Christ and I feel like I did just that. So. so when we started prep last year, the goal was to focus on Zion Hill members that were ages 10 to 18, but as we got into this program and we started planning and looking at the issues that our young people are facing, we said no, we need to step outside of the church and be even more inclusive. So PrEP is open to young girls of ages 10 to 18, no matter what church you go to. Our pastor is very inclusive and we're not going to turn anyone away. On Saturday, May 20th from 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., Zion Hill will host a basketball camp. That's right for boys and girls, grades 7 through 12. It is for members and non-members. All are invited. For more information, be sure to check all of our social media platforms, or you can call the church office at 318-704-6900. If you need your car service, meet us here in the Zion Hill parking lot on Saturday, May 13th, from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., where we will provide fluid checks, change tires, tire pressure checks, and windshield wiper service repairs. Again, that date is Saturday, May 13th, from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Are you graduating this spring? Zion Hill would love to honor and recognize all of our high school, college, and graduate school students. Please contact the church office at 318-704-6900 to give us your name and where you're graduating from. Calling all healthcare workers who are willing to work in the 2023 healthcare ministry. If you are interested in being a part of this ministry, please call the church and give us your updated information. We will be contacting you soon. Our media ministry is actively seeking volunteers to help bring the gospel to everyone, wherever they may be, by supporting our live streaming, producing and editing videos, videography, distribution, and social media posting. God has been good and faithful and true to His Word. We have had a fluctuation of children. The numbers are increasing. For both services now, we're averaging 12 to 20. 
students. We've had more parents to come in and, and kind of observe and see what's going on with their kids. Of course, they're still doing the learning that they're doing as one of the young men just told you about Christ. And we're getting donations. They're donating toys. They're donating clothes for those who don't have clothes and shoes. So God has really been great, really been great. This ministry is growing. We still need volunteers. We're asking for more volunteers. I hear some deaconess will be rotating in and out uh, in the very near future. The hours of the nursery is 8 o'clock to 11.30 or 12 o'clock. It just depends on when the service, the last service is over. Welcome to Jordan Ministries Bookstore. Here in the bookstore, you will find copies of books authored by our very own Joshua Jordera, along with books authored by some of the ministers here in our church. We have several books uh, that you like might interest you. We also have uh, some anointed oil that has been blessed by Pastor Joshua Jordera for sale, as well as we have a Java Park corner where we sell coffee, juice and various chip snacks like chips and honey buns. So please come join us in between our eight o'clock service and 10 o'clock service for snack. Zion Hill, we have a new men's fellowship ministry called Brothers Keeper. Please contact Brother Lester Tisno, Brother Robert Gates, or Brother Alan Wells for more information. If you are a guest today joining us for the first time, we are so glad that you've decided to worship with us. After service, please stop by our guest center where we'll have a special gift just for you. If you've been blessed by this ministry, partner with us in spreading the gospel all over the world. This is your opportunity to give unto the Lord and give to this ministry. You can do so by scanning our QR code on the screen or text to give by texting ZH family followed by the dollar sign to 73256. That's 73256. Thank you for listening to this week's announcements. Let's get our hearts ready to receive the word. And until next time, we'll see you at the top. Please don't forget, uh, May the 7th, one of our preachers will be installed as pastor. Raymond Reed and his lovely wife, we, we invite all of you to come and celebrate with us. We have so many of our ministers now pastoring their own church, and we thank God for that. So the church should be in the sending business. And we're glad to have Reverend Pastor Greg Tenney here also. Amen. Uh, please stand with me as we read the word of God. Again, thank you, Honorable Wilson, for being here. Um, please keep him in your prayers. The Lord used him to be a blessing to this church years ago. He don't know about it. He don't remember. But your pastor have an elegant mind. Uh, you do me wrong, I don't forget. When you do me right, I tell it to the whole world. We were trying to build, you know, we're trying to build a youth center. And your pastor came up with some crazy idea that that road next to 
the road next to Family Life Center. I said, I want the government to give us the road. I want to close down the road. And the local leaders here, they said, that's insane. I said, yeah, it can be done. And sure, we went to Baton Rouge. And guess who is in charge of all the transportation? That's the man. All right. Ain't no shame in my game. This is the kind of things we do. And we push the matter and push the matter and they say, okay, Reverend, you want the road? You can have it. I had this idea of when we build that new building, 4.1 million, and we we're going to put a, a skywalk from the next building there to so this was cooking. I'm not just a preacher. I went to school. And bless God, God used that man. So pray for him. You want people in government that you have access to. Amen. In September, we're going to do what we call 100-year anniversary. I picked the phone, called the governor. I say, I want you here to come speak. I call one of your senators in Washington. They're coming to speak for you. I want it to be a community affairs. No bridge between black and white. We're all God's children. We're going to celebrate. You only celebrate 100 year anniversary once in your lifetime. But how can we reach these people? We don't have access to them. All right? So God is government. Always elect good people that will make a difference in our life. All minds clear? Open your Bible to Psalms 22. Just one verse. So we all can go home and Get some chicken or something. Psalms 22, verse number 3. If you find it, say amen. amen. The Bible says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. That's all I want us to look at today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, we need you. Help our understanding. Glorify yourself in this house. Bless somebody. Answer every question that is lingering today. Lord, I thank you that healing will take place. I thank you that restoration will take place. I thank you that souls will be saved. Lord, I ask that you glorify yourself in this house. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject title, 
the power of your praise. The power of your praise. Throughout the years, I've been teaching you that there is power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen for that? Then we share with you that there is power in the name of Jesus. Can I get an amen? amen. We even go further to share with you that the word of God is full of power. Amen. amen. Today I want to go a little further to share with you that there is power in your praise. The text that I read to your hearing simply says God inhabits the praises of his people. What does that mean, Reverend? I'm glad you asked. It means that God dwells where praise is going on. You show me a church that is void of the presence of God. I'll show you a church that has no praise going on. Ladies and gentlemen, when we say God inhabits the praises of his people, we are saying praise give God a throne on earth to sit down. So if you want God to sit down in your house, saturate your home with praise. If you want God to always walk with you, God inhabits, he dwelling, he stays where praise is going on. It means God's throne on earth See, the Bible talks about heaven is his throne. The earth is footstool. If you want God to come here and tabernacle here, praise is your drawing card. I don't know about you. Have you ever shown up in a place or event, and somebody gives you a chair to sit down. That happens to me yesterday. I was out of town, you know. And they were just trying to honor you. They're trying to honor me. They say, here's a chair for you to sit down. But suppose that chair is missing one leg. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when you sit down in that chair, you can see rock. You can tell something is missing. You feel uncomfortable. You feel uneasy. Ladies and gentlemen, when you and I praise God, I'm suggesting to you what you are doing is simply setting a chair for God to sit down. Praise invites God 
into your situation. It gives God a cheer to sit down. I don't want to walk this all by myself. I want God to walk with me. Just like praise and fights God, murmuring and complain and fights the demons. Many folks in the church, you specialize in fighting the devil into your home. Because you're always whining. You're always complaining. Always murmuring. Some of you have these folks in your house. You ever seen people? Now here you are, you wake up in the morning just trying to have a good day. You want to look them in the face and say, will you shut up? Murmuring and complaining fights the, the demons to sit down in your house. But praise sets a cheer for God to come in. In short, I'm saying your praise is what invites God. Your complaints is what invites the devil. If you don't believe me, you remember your Bible when Israel was complaining and murmuring. Guess who showed up? The snakes. And they were all beaten by snakes. I don't have enough time to theologize to you, but whenever you read about the snake in the Bible, you're reading about the devil and demons. So I repeat, when you praise God, you are setting a cheer for God to sit down in your life. The problem, ladies and gentlemen, is that many of us give God a cheer with a missing leg. I'm trying to help somebody. Your praise is wobbling. And I believe God is challenging you and me today to do better for our own sake. You ought to praise God with all your heart. You ought to praise God with all your might. Your praise should not be, conceived, should not be dependent on whether the music is good or bad. Why? Because when I think of the goodness of God, do I have a witness in the house? And all that he's done for me, it don't matter what choir is singing. It don't matter who is, who is going to be the solo. My soul cries out. I woke up this morning and I said, Lord, I thank you. Just to be able to open my eyes, Lord, I thank you. Just to be able to move my body, Lord, I thank you. I put my foot on the ground and I begin to move. I say, hey, Lord, I thank you. If the 
Lord has been good to you, say thank you. If the Lord has made a way for you, say thank you. If he has been a shelter in time of storm, say thank you. If he watched over your children, say thank you. Has he ever healed your body, say thank you. Let the redeem of the Lord. Are you still here in the house? I don't know about you. I've got so much to shout about. <laughs> Brother Pastor, I hear you, I feel you. Why should we be praising God? I'm glad you asked. Ladies and gentlemen, the first reason is because when you praise God, you build up your faith. People who really praise God, their faith is strong in the Lord. They know something. Ladies and gentlemen, today the devil is on the loose. Everywhere you go, from the crack house to the white house, I say the devil is on the loose. Number two, praise is what you use to put the devil on the run. The devil be trying to mess with us. Sometimes he want to mess with our health. Sometimes he want to mess with our marriage. Sometimes he wants to mess with our job. Sometimes he wants to mess with our children. And sometimes if he cannot reach children, he go after the grandchildren. The devil is on the loose. But what you will use to put him on the run is your praise. Reverend, how you know the devil is on the loose? I'm glad you asked. John chapter 10 verse 10 says, he came. Talking about the devil, the thief. He came to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So it takes praise to run him off your house. Say amen to that. Amen. Number three, your praise minister to God himself. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. In the book of Revelation, the Bible reveals that you and I, we are made to praise him. I'm talking about why should we praise God? Why is it that praise ought to be a part of our agenda every day? Number four, praise do change circumstance. Do I have a witness in the house? Many times I will say to my congregation, you ought to praise your way out of it. People will call me and say, Pastor, I'm going through this. I say, I'm sorry to hear that. Now, praise your way out of it. You say, Pastor, I thought I need some counseling. I say, praise your way out of that mess. There's nothing wrong with counseling. But before you get into any counselor schedule, sometimes they're too busy. 
Sometimes you have to wait for months. Press your way out. Your praise will change your circumstance. If you don't believe me, you ask Mr. Job. Job lost everything. Am I still in the book? And the Bible said, even with all of his tragedy, he never stopped praising God. And you know the end of the story. His circumstance changed. He ended up with double for his trouble. How did he get there? Praise. He said, though he slay me. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to quit church. I will keep on serving him. Your praise has power. Another thing that's why we should praise God is because praise helps you and me to focus on God and not our problem. I don't know about you. When I'm going through, all of a sudden my mind is clouded with whatever problem I'm facing. But praise will help you to shift focus. One songwriter put it this way. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. What needless pain we bear. Why? Because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Just like you can pray to him, you can praise him. As you all see here. In other words, praise will redirect your focus. Instead of you worrying about the job, all of a sudden, you come to realize the Lord will make a way. Somehow. Praise prepare you, number six. It prepare you for divine intervention. If you want God to intervene in your situation. I don't care what it is. Your job is on the line. (laughs) Guess what you need to do? Put on your garment of praise. You're going for a job interview? Put praise on your lips. I say unto you, my brothers, my sisters, your praise prepare you for the supernatural. If you don't believe me, you look at the life of Jonah. I'm trying to help you to, to, to know how powerful your praise is. Jonah was in trouble. You all know his story. He messed up. He screwed up. So, in Jonah chapter 2 verse 2, he begins to pray. And for the next seven verses, Jonah was praying, Lord, please help me. Lord, please have mercy. I've messed up big time this time. I've been there, you know. I know you all don't don't always see, but sometimes I messed up so bad. Even even I can tell I messed up. 
<laughs> you know you're really bad. <laughs> well, you can even convince your own self. But the Bible said in Jonah chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, when Jonah was praying and praying and he saw no result. No disrespect to those of you who pray every day. Prayer is powerful. But sometimes, you know, I learned something in medicine. I'm not a medical doctor, but I learned this. You see, I went to the doctor. I can use myself as an example. And sure enough, my problem, pastor, was high blood pressure. I said it on TV. You know. So, I got this medication, and I was taking it, but the blood pressure stayed high. So, there ain't nothing wrong with the medication. There ain't nothing wrong with your prayer. But what do you do? When you've been praying for so long and you don't see the answer. Here's what you need to do. Reverend, the doctor will add another medication. I'm not telling you theories now. I know. So, add to your prayer. You've been praying all right. But you know the train is still not moving. You need another dose. <laughs> Add to your prayer. Praise. And the Bible says in Jonah chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, when Jonah shifts gear from prayer to praise, all of a sudden, God speak to the, to the whale. God speak to the fish. Say, spit him out. I'm trying to show you the power. The problem, ladies and gentlemen, many of you don't even pray. Don't look at your neighbor. Then there are some of you who pray only. You're using the same medication and your blood pressure still stay up. A good doctor will say you need something else. You need to get your praise on. Are you still here? Please take note. When did God speak to this fish to spit him out? When he started to praise God. If you don't believe me, you see the same thing. Acts chapter 16, verse 25. Paul and Silas locked up in Philippian jail. Am I still in the book? And you know what happened at midnight. They prayed, all right. Medication number one. But they didn't stop with just prayer. At midnight, they prayed. And they sing. Some of you, all you need to hear today is to add to your medication. Praise. The Bible said when they started to praise God, all 
of a sudden, God caused an earthquake. And the doors flew wide open. Somebody here, you need some doors open in your life. You've been filing application after application. And nobody is calling for interview. Somebody here, you believe in God for a good spouse. And every day you're dressing up. You look good, you smell good. Don't look at your neighbor now, I'm just preaching. But the phone is not ringing. Ah, (laughs) Somebody say it's time to shout. Your praise will open doors that are closed. Are you listening to me? Ladies and gentlemen, and not only will door be open, the Bible said every shackle, every chain, the hell you bound will be broken. Can I be real with somebody this morning? There are invisible chains that is holding people's progress. You're working on a business. The business is not moving. Invisible chains. You're working on a job. It's been over a decade now. No promotion. Invisible handcuffs. But there is a way to break every chain. Your praise will not only cause an earthquake and cause an open door, every chain that held you bound will be broken. I pray this year will be the last year for anybody to remain in chain. In the name of Jesus. He that the Son of God set free is free indeed. Open your mouth, shout amen. amen. So I got to, I'm trying to teach somebody. So who should be praising God? Where well, Psalms 150 answer that question. Everything that has breath to praise God. Question, do you have breath? Well, if you have breath, why is it that you come to church and you sit there like a piece of log? Like a piece of wood. The worship team is praising God. The choir is shouting. People sitting next to you, they are giving God the glory. And you sit there as if God has not been good to you. Oh, let me have somebody today, you know. I'm a theologian, that's all I do. You see, the only exception to who can praise God, the only people who are exempted from praising God is the dead. I just told you your diagnosis. The reason why you come here 
you sit down as if you've been mad at everybody in the house, you are dead. And somebody got to be bold enough to tell you what the problem is. Because the Bible says everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, I'm, I'm fixing to shout now. I'm alive and well. God has been good to me. God has been good to me. He healed my body. Bread on my table. Food on my table. Clothes on my back. Roof over your head, my head. Hey! I got something to shout about. I got something to shout about. I ain't dead. I'm alive and well. Nobody knows like I know. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes to your will. Yes to your ways. Yes to your word. Yes, Lord. Somebody shout, yes, Lord. He's a good God. He is a good God. And if you have nothing to shout about, just shout for me. There's God for me. Tell your little heart of you. I've got something to shout about. Jerusalem, the ark of God, which 
symbolize the presence of God has been captured by the enemy. That's what's wrong with this generation. Families have been captured. Government has been captured. Society has been captured by the devil. But now we're bringing the presence of God back to our churches. We are bringing the presence of God back to our home. We are bringing the presence of God back to our school. We're going to pray in our schools. We're going to worship God in our churches. We're going to praise God in our homes. Yes, sir. Brother Pastor, how do we do it? God said when you're bringing the ark, make sure you carry the ark on the shoulder of who? The priest. As you see here. You remember David messed up. David, instead of putting the ark on the shoulder of the priest, he put it on a cart. And then, somewhere along the way, the ark jerked. And somebody rushed to save the ark. Am I still in the book? His name is Uzzah. And God struck him there. You know why? Because God wants his presence to be carried on the shoulder of the priest. Well, I've got some good news for you. In the book of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, the Bible says, you and me, you are a chosen generation. You and me, we are who? Royal priesthood. Look at your neighbor and say, you are a priest. You, you better know who you are. You need to know your identity. You are a priest. You are a royal priesthood. God call you a priest. Don't come here to church looking sorry. Don't come here to church looking depressed. Don't come here to church looking as if the praise and worship can I be real this morning. Praise and worship is not just for the choir. Praise and worship is not just for the praise team. Every believer, there's something we call the priesthood of every believer. God said you're one of the priests. You don't need to delegate that function to the praise team. Everything that has bread, everything that has bread, somebody shall praise the Lord.
Jesus, what he's done for me. When I think about Jesus, how he set me free, I can dance. Somebody give him praise right there. Somebody give him praise right there. Somebody give him praise right there. Listen, I got a word for you. Listen. You're going to live to see it happen.
neighbor say, ain't nobody mad but the devil. I come to give God praise. I come to give God glory. Somebody say glory. Somebody say glory. Somebody say glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey. Hey. Oh, Lord, 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 Lord. Hey. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for the air that I breathe. Lord, 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 I thank you, Lord. You gave me that opportunity, Lord, to give you praise this morning, to give you glory this morning, to give you honor this morning. For I realize I was created to praise you. I was created to worship you. I was created to magnify you. Lord, I empty myself this morning. I give you praise. I give you glory. I give you honor because you alone are worthy. Somebody telling me worthy. Lord, you're so worthy. Lord, you've been better to me than I've been to myself. You alone my healer. You alone my deliverer. You alone my way maker. You alone my provider. Nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. Brought you out. Anybody in here was bound, ever bound? And God set you free. God delivered you. He saved you. He washed you. And he filled you with his spirit. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the service this morning. Most of all, Lord, we thank you for your presence. Because in your presence is fullness of joy. I thank you for joy this morning, Lord God. Father God, we take heed to the word because we realize that's life in the word. That's healing in the word. That's deliverance in the word. And Lord, we apply that word to our life. That we rising up, Lord, that we going forth in the name of Jesus. That, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. For greater seed that's in us than he that's in the world. Father God, we stand on your promises, Lord God. We're not moved by what we see because what we see is temporary. But we stand on your word because your word is eternal in the heavens. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you that you made a way, oh Lord, where there was no way. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for saving this morning. I thank you for healing this morning. If you need a healing in your body, I just ask you, Lord, just lay hands on yourself right now. Because the presence of God is here to heal. He's here to deliver. He's here to set free. You may have come here with a heavy load. I dare you to praise him. The Bible says he's given us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaven. Just begin to shake yourself. I mean, shake yourself, glory to God. And watch that heaviness come off you, glory to God. For the God, we thank you. We thank you for the man of God. We thank you for using him, Lord. We thank you for speaking through him, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we take this word, Lord, and we hide in our hearts that we might not sin against you, Lord God. But Lord, we realize the enemy come immediately to steal the word. But Lord, I take hold to this word and I apply it to my life, Lord God. That I be a better Christian, a better father, a better mother, a better son, a better daughter, Father God. Lord, that I be all that you call me to be. In the name of Jesus. I dare you lift up your hands and say, Lord, I surrender all. Lord, I surrender all. 
because I realize it's a new day. It's a new beginning. I dare you don't hear my say it's a new day. It's a new beginning. This day, this day is the long day. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. Father God, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, I pray, Lord God, the one that's in here, Lord, maybe two, three, or four. Lord, that don't know you in the pardon of their sin. Father God, that you would touch them, Lord God. Lord, that they would leave here with a change of heart and a change of mind, Lord God, realizing that tomorrow ain't promised for none of us, Lord. But Father God, we ask you this morning, Lord God, look upon this congregation, those, Lord, that are looking by the airwave, Lord God, in their living room, driving their cars, wherever they're at, Lord God, let the power of God let it break every yoke, Lord. Let it destroy every yoke, Father God. In the name of Jesus, Father God, that they would accept you in their life, Lord, and turn their life over to you. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray for our brothers and sisters, Lord God, that you would continue to strengthen them, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we come giving you the honor. We come giving you the praise. In the name of Jesus. Father God, just have your way, Lord God. I speak healing right now. I said, I speak healing right now. I said, I speak healing right now. In the name of Jesus. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care where you're aching in your body. Amen. The healing presence is here this morning. And I speak healing right now. I command high blood pressure to go. I command heart condition to, oh, Rose. I command back condition to line up with the word of God. In the name of Jesus. I speak it and I call it done. I speak over marriages right now, Lord. It be strengthened in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you and we praise you. We thank you right now, Lord, for this church, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for moving by your spirit in the name of Jesus. Look at somebody and say, I call it done. I call it done over my home. I call it done over my family. I call it done over my children. I call it done over my community. I, oh, I call it done right now. Give God some praise. Give God some glory. Lord, we call it done right now. In Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Amen. Glory to God. This concludes the service. We thank God for everyone that came out. Praise the Lord. And Amen. The past and the first lady will be up here. Praise God. You want to meet them? Praise God. Maybe you want to join church. You don't have a church home. We want to invite you, praise God, to become part of the church. Amen. Father God, as we leave this place, not your presence, but this place, Father God, we ask you to lead us and guide us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we leave here, Lord God, with more power, amen, than when we came in, Lord God. Help us to be an example of the believer, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we give you the honor, we give you the praise, and we give you the glory. Somebody say in Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you. Glory to God.